Hey, just a note on today's uh, episode of Prime Tips. This is one of those episodes that it's a lot easier to see what's going on instead of hear what's going on. So I would really suggest that you go visit our YouTube channel. You can find that at bit.ly slash Prime Tips Video, capital P, capital T, capital V, or that URL's in the show notes. That way you can see how this is done, because sometimes it's a lot easier to see how something's done instead of hearing how it's done. Welcome back, agents, to another episode of Prime Tips. Hey, this time we're going to be talking again about AP generators. We're going to take a second take at it. Uh, right now we're in the middle of a an event that gives double AP for links and fields. So the AP generator is a great way to get a lot of links and fields and get a lot of AP. So we're going to look more at how to come about how to come about it, how to plan them how to set them up, how to actually do them. So one of the first things you probably want to do when you're talking about um, making a, a generator, which basically is just a series of fields that overlap or have layers that generates a lot of AP, is you want to plan out ahead. The first thing is your calendar timing. Try to do one of these things during double AP, event if possible, because you're going to double it. And if you use an Apex, you can quadruple the AP that you get. So you can rack up a lot of AP in a short amount of time. If possible, use dense portals in an area that you're familiar with. So someplace that you are familiar with that you can get around, you know how to get from one portal to the other. And there's a lot of portals in a small amount of area because you don't want to have to go a long distance to get from portal A to portal B whenever you're doing a throw. Pick a location that either has low activity by your agents and or the other agents from the opposing teams or slow response from the opposing faction because you don't want them coming in and ripping this thing up while you're using it. So you want to be in an area that uh, they may not care that you're doing some microfielding or it's not of a strategic importance. Avoid using portals that are hard to get to, hard to deploy, because... Uh, Throwing speed counts. You don't want to spend five minutes between each portal when you throw it, especially if you have an apex on. You want to be able to throw these quickly uh, so that you can rack up those points quickly. Uh, in one of them, you're going to be throwing from a number of portals back to one portal, a destination portal. So you want to choose a good destination portal that's an anchor. A portal that is a generous key giver. You know that there are some portals that it seems like when you hack them, they tend to give you two or three keys on a fairly regular basis. There's some that just never seem to drop a key. Seek out those ones that, that's going to drop keys because you're going to need a lot of them. And a portal that's offset from that dense clump of portals that you know. Uh, you don't want it right in the middle of it, but kind of off to the side. And you'll see how why when we set this thing up and look at it. So you're going to farm a bunch of keys to that portal in advance, if possible. So uh, you may not need to farm all the other portals at this time, but look at your plan by the time that you get in there. And you may say, hey, I'm going to need uh, four keys to this one and six keys to this one because my plan you know, kind of throws that out. So you might want to get a couple keys to those other portals before you actually go out to actually do the generator. Um, plan throw portals that are close to one another, easy to get to. 
depending on your mode of transportation. So again, it, people play different ways, uh, different areas or works better, you know, in an urban setting, uh, doing a generator with a car is probably not a good idea because the traffic, you get an area like me that's fairly rural, a car is a great thing. Some places bikes might be better. So if you're thinking that you're going to be walking from portal to portal, you need those portals that are going to be very close together. You're not going to be covering much ground at all. If you're car gracing, uh, you can have a little dis- distance between those portals, and, and working the car is not going to be that bad. You have some things you have to be aware of, especially be aware of one-way streets, because that can really mess you up, because you're going to be doing a lot of backing up and U-turns. So be aware of the traffic density and, and the ability to do things like a U-turn or <clears throat> doubling back or something like that. Look for parking. If there's good places you can park and hit two or three of the portals that you need to hit at the same time, that's a great thing. Uh, Be aware of the area of influence and how that's going to limit your ability to reach portals. So that area of influence or your action range or your range circle, as they say, is that 40 meters that you're able to uh, work with or touch portals from where you are with the scanner. So if you've got you know a number of portals, but one of them says maybe is a, a courthouse that's exactly in the middle of the block, uh, you may not do that one because that means you've got to get out of the car and walk to it. Now, if you're walking to get to one portal, it's probably not productive. It's kind of counterproductive. But if you're walking to hit three or four portals, it might be worth it if you're car grassing. So again, you just kind of have to look at your area of influence and say, you know, is it going to be worth it to hit that one or just skip it and you'll get others. Bike dressing, kind of a mix of the two. Uh, there are, you know, bikes can go places that cars can't get to. So you are able to get around those areas quickly. So it's better than walking in some cases, but it's less than cars because, uh, you, you know, if it's a long distance, you're not going to get there as quickly. Um, as you would with a car. So it just depends upon what, you know, your area works best. My area, a car works best. Um, And if you can, I suggest you plan on a desktop and export your bookmark files, your draw files, and import them into your phone or operation management tablet. So that's another thing that that we'll talk about is you may not want to have everything on one device. You may want one device, your phone, to be actually throwing and another device like a tablet or a Chromebook or something to keep track of what you need to throw. You could also use paper if you want to go that way. So speaking about that, you'll definitely want to draw this all out. Draw the links, draw the fields, make sure that it all works. Don't just have it in your head because if you have it in your head, you're probably going to miss something. There are planning tools that might figure things out for you out there, depending upon the tools you have available. Uh, but look for things that you can export like bookmarks, drawings, uh, throw lists, key lists, those kind of things so that you can have those at hand and you're not searching through your phone looking for those. Typically, you're planning a fan field with overlapping or layering fields. Um, A group of portals that lead back to a single anchor is one way to do this. So let's take a look at one of those. So here's one that, that I did recently. 
And you'll notice that they all come back up to the one at the top of the page of the mini arch. And the reason I chose to do this one is I started with 23 keys to that particular portal before I even got there. So it's like, all right, that's going to be my destination portal, so to say. And the ones at the bottom are ones that are in that clump, that group. So those are the ones that I had to go through and get a lot of keys for. Not a lot of keys, you know, one, two. I think I had a couple that I had to have four, a couple I had to, one I had to have six when I drew it all out. So I made sure that I had all those keys before I actually started with it. So this is one way that you can go. Um, that particular one, we get about 482,000 uh, MU each time I threw it. Now, again, that's quadrupled because it's double and an apex. So really, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of, uh, what, about 120,000K, which is pretty good. It is kind of hard to rethrow because you're going to need a lot of keys to that one anchor to create it again. So it doesn't take up a lot of gear, but it does take up a lot of keys. So I'd have to go back to that mini arch and I'd have to hit it up for another 25 keys, which... It's going to burn out before I can get that stuff. Another way you can do it is something like this. And this is probably more efficient, but it's a little more complex. Um, so this one is you have anchors that lead back to the, the keys or the uh, fields in the middle. And so you're throwing from the anchors, the outside corners, to the inside instead of throwing from one from the inside out to that one anchor. So this particular one, uh, I think we were getting about 396,000 per th time we threw it. And again, that's quadrupled, so it was, it was one quarter of that. This is much easier to rethrow uh, because you can flip things and then rethrow it. Now, it does require some S-bowls to set it up. So the, the uh, portal that's at the bottom of this particular one, that... From that area, we're throwing like 25, 20, probably somewhere between 16 and 20. I think it was close to 23 uh, links from that one portal. So the only way that you can make that work is that you have to have the S-Bulls, the SoftBank Ultralinks, and that allows you to throw more. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, in both cases, what you're really looking for are layers. The more layers that you can lay out and split the more AP you're going to get. So this one's a good example of splitting a lot of layers. And I think there's like uh, 15, 15 or so layers on the right-hand side and only like 9 or 10 on the left-hand side. But that's every time you throw it, you're layering those over. So you're getting more and more every time you do it. Um, and in both cases, you can use a virus to flip that one portal that you're either throwing from or throwing to and then you can destroy it and then rebuild it and go back at it. Or we'll talk about how you can do that. Keep in mind that you can throw under a field to a field that's, or to a portal that's under a field. So if there's, like in this example, the ones that are in the middle, I can throw to any one of those as long as I'm at that bottom one and it's not completely covered. I can throw to it. Throw order is really really important so you'll want to figure out your throw order and stick to it 
Uh, now, the throw order often is not the closest portal, but the next one in the fan or the span. So in this one example, um, you're really throwing from one area, so it doesn't matter. This example, you're throwing from all of those portals at the bottom back to the one at the top. So it's really important that you get the next one that is closest going right to left, <clears throat> not the one that's just closest to the portal that you're on. And you'll, you'll see that whenever you start to set that up. So be prepared to double back and retrace your steps and, and make corrections if you need to. So how do you get about doing this? Well, you want to make sure that you create a throw sheet or chart and a key farm list. So depending upon which way you're doing it, you need to keep in mind that you can only get eight, out, eight outbound links for each portal unless you put on a SoftBank Ultralink. And you can use those SoftBank Ultralinks to increase the number of outbound links, throw them, and then flip it and rethrow it. So a single agent can get 24 outbound links on a portal that's putting on two South Bank Ultra Links, eight each, so you get 16, and the eight normal ones. So you can get 24 outbound there. Two or more agents, you can get that all the way up to 40 outbound links. So the four S-Bulls get uh, 32 links at eight each, and then the eight regular. So you could really, if you're going with this second type, you could be throwing to 40 anchors at a time, flip it and re-go. So you could really throw a lot in a quick time but you really got to plan it out and you have to have them all lit up and then you have to have those keys to throw too so a lot of key farming involved um if you throw lots of links from one location again it's going to go much much quicker list in order each portal you're throwing from and which portal you're throwing to that's important because you don't want to mess this up one bad link can cut your stuff in half or screw it up completely. I suggest you use the same names the scanner's going to show. Don't abbreviate things um, because you might get confused. I know the the one that I was looking at earlier, number one here, there were two portals that were a caboose. And the only thing that was different was the last word in that description. So it was really important that you had the whole thing and so that you wouldn't get it messed up. Uh, make sure it's legible. Uh, don't don't scribble it down on a piece of paper and try to figure out what you wrote down. Again, speed is what you're looking for here. You want to make sure it's really legible and easy to read. I suggest you use a spreadsheet and either print it out or have it available on a tablet or a separate phone or Chromebook or something and that you can move down. That's easy to read and you can highlight stuff and figure out where you've been. When you make that plan, determine how many keys you're going to need for each portal. Then... The destination anchor portal will require a lot of keys. How many are you going to need for that? And then start farming those keys. So check off from that list that you have the number of keys that you need. You can get a couple extra, uh, but make sure that you get at least the number that you your plan tells you you're going to need. So you're going to use a throw sheet to chart, to capture, and deploy your portals. So use the same device, using the same device for management and throwing is not really a good deal because you may be flipping back between your list of what you're going to throw and to your scanner to what you are throwing. 
and you could mess up at that point. So it's easier just to keep them separate. A piece of paper and a phone work well. A tablet and a phone work well. Uh, capture and farm the throwing portals in the order they appear on the throw sheet. That's kind of a good way to go. That way you make sure that you get them all and mark them off as you go. Uh, don't throw as you capture and build, especially if you're using Apex, because that's going to slow you down a lot. So you want to go through and make sure you get all your keys, have everything set up, then go back through and do your throwing. Uh, the reason you want to do that is you'll be familiar with where those portals are at. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, don't overbuild your portals. You know, if, if you're going to be throwing to a portal and all it's going to be is a destination portal and you're never going to throw from it, a level one is fine. You don't need to make it a level five. Uh, and if you find out that, you know, the short distance that a level two portal is going to make the throw from point A to point B, make level twos, make level threes. Use the number of resonators that you have. If you got a whole bunch of, you know, level five resonators, use those. Um, you can add a multi-hack to reset the portal once it's burned out. So if you've got one of those portals that you need six or eight keys to, uh, don't mod that portal when you build it. Start hacking keys. And then if you find out that, hey, I need more keys, you can throw the multi-hack on it. And then that's going to increase the number of hacks on that portal. And you can keep going. And a heat sink will just speed things up. So the multi-hack is going to reset your burnout and you can get more. So you really don't need to mod these portals in most cases, except, again, if you're throwing from that one place and then you've got to figure out the S-bowls that you're going to put on it. Um, just high enough to get to your destination is all you really need to do. You don't need to protect them. You can go back later and put on mods if you want to, but you probably won't. Um, and so you're not going to really be defending these. It's just a waste of gear and time to do that. If possible, farm and deploy the throw portals just before you throw the fields. Now, now, why would I say that? Well, this will give you a fresh throwing route that'll be easier for you to remember. You, you just went through it. You're going to go through it again. So it's going to be easier to remember that I got from point A to point B by going around the block this way. Uh, it'll help locate where portals are and where you can park or stand to hit them. So you might know if I hit this parking spot, I can hit those three portals. Um, it help you to plan out the most efficient route. I mean, the first time through, you might say, why did I go all the way around this block clockwise? When if I went counterclockwise, it was only halfway around the block instead of three quarters. Um, big thing is it's going to prevent some surprises. So you might have like a portal that was removed. Uh, a street that's closed, construction going on, a block party, you know, who knows that, you know, you were there last week, you come this week, they could have a road closed. I ran into that in the one I was doing. There's road that was closed. So I had to figure out how to come around it a different way. Don't farm keys and throw the links and fields at the same time. It just slows you down uh, because you're probably going to abuse an apex. And when you slow down, you burn up that apex time. If it's 2x for AP deploys, uh, well, then you might think about that decision. If you're getting you know, double AP just for deploying, maybe you want the Apex on when you're deploying. But you probably don't want the Apex on when you're deploying, unless you got a whole bunch of them and you want to burn them up. Um, if you don't get the required keys for throwing the portal, then 
you don't have time to make a plan B if you're throwing and farming at the same time. So again, giving yourself plenty of time before you start, make sure you have everything that you need. You may have to consider farming all the keys in one trip and coming back later and doing the actual throw. Hopefully it's an area that nobody's going to mess with it. Um, you you know, if you've run into a portal that you, you've got to have six keys and it's been stingy and, and you've used uh, a multi-hack and a heat sink and you've only got four and it's burned out, you know, it's four hours before you can come back to that. So you may have to come back. Uh, double check to make sure that you have all the keys required before you start throwing. Nothing worse than getting halfway through and finding out that, oh, I missed this entire portal and I've, I'm going to be out, you know, a whole bunch of layers because I missed that one portal. You might also consider protecting your play field. So you might throw some links or rails to wall off the area that you're going to be fielding. That way, uh, somebody won't throw a link into or through where you are microfielding or generating AP and mess you up. Uh, but make sure that you don't uh, put a field over the top of it because if you put a field over where you're working, then you're screwed because you can't make any, any fields or links under that other field. Uh, minimize your map presence. So when you're getting ready to actually throw, you want to make sure that you, you're not noisy on the map. Avoid deploying or capping or linking and fielding on your way to that area. Uh, it's just, you know, less people notice what's going on, the better. Uh, stay quiet on comms. and Keep in mind, comms are not secure. So if you're working with an agent that's in your faction, don't hit them in comms and say, hey, I'm doing an AP generator, come on over. Use something else, some secure instant messaging uh, make sure, again, it's not a cross-faction instant messaging group. Uh, so you email them, call them, whatever. Uh, and you do want to talk to your faction when you're doing an AP generator because your fields and links might become blockers if they have an op planned or you might be setting up an anchor and, and modding in a certain way and they had plans to use it a different way. So it's kind of nice to ask people in your area, hey, you, you know, I'm going to do a generator. Is that going to be an issue? You don't have to give them all your plans, but it's kind of nice to let them know. So when it becomes time to throw, you're ready. You've got everything ready. You've planned it out. You got your keys. You know your route. Make sure that you have ample time to do it. Make sure you have an ample charge on your phone before you start. Nothing worse than getting halfway through one of these and then having to plug in a battery or, you know, something like that. Uh, Check the map to make sure that you're not fielded over, that there's no blockers running through it. Make sure that your throwing portals are deployed and ready to go. So before you actually start throwing, everything should be deployed. All the keys should be ready, and away you go. Uh, you might want to consider uploading your starting stats to something like agent stats or writing down your stats before so you know how that you did. A real important one is put all the keys that you don't need in caps. Cap up your unneeded keys because extra keys going to increase the chance of you throwing a bad link. And one bad link can really mess this up. Also, extra keys makes each deploy slower because uh, each key is going to have to be checked to see if it's possibly a valid link. So if you have a key in your active inventory, 
it's going to be checked. You got a whole bunch of them. It's going to slow you way down. Big thing, a big thing, because this is an AP generator. The big thing is buy or get your hands on some Apex and use an Apex to double that AP. And again, if you're working in a double AP time, the Apex on top 4x the AP. So that's real important because you're going to quadruple your your results. Uh, estimate your throw time. How long do you think it's going to take you? And then figure out how many apexes you need to cover that time. So the one that I did, I kind of thought this might take me an hour. So I fired off two apexes before I started, which was great because it took me 50 minutes to do it. Yeah, I wasted about 5-10 minutes on an apex, but I didn't have to stop, find an apex, apex and get it going just in the middle of everything. You want to be only doing throwing. You don't want to have to think of other things. Throw in the order from your throw sheet. Trust your throw sheet. If you do miss a throw or make a bad link, just consider moving on to the next throw and figuring out you know what it did bad. I you you might you know look at it briefly and see if there's something you can do to fix it. You know, if you've got extra viruses, you might think, okay, can I just flip this one portal, uh, kill it, bring it back and do it? You know, if, if it's going to be blocking a whole bunch of stuff, that might be advantageous. Uh, but if you're using the Apex, the time that it takes you to figure out what's going on, it's eating up that Apex time. So you want to make sure that you don't use a lot of time trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, stick to that plan unless you know you have an issue. So when you're throwing, look carefully at what the next throw is and what key you have spooled up. Don't get in such a hurry that you're going to make mistakes. Make sure you're looking at the right key, the next one that goes, and throw it. You want a nice, steady pace. Uh, usually the only thing that you're pacing for is to finish before your apex expires. Usually you're not really concerned about checkpoint with these because you're not generating a lot of MU, you're generating a lot of AP. Uh, and just because a portal's nearby doesn't mean it should be the next one to throw. I know I have that issue that I'm like, I'm right next to this portal. My throw sheet doesn't say I need to throw from it, but I'm right next to this portal. Why don't I want to throw this one while I'm here? That's probably going to mess you up. So trust your throw sheet not your guts in this case and you know like i said just be aware that if you link to the wrong portal you could really be blocking off others and throwing things off so once you're all done celebrate um and you might check your stats to see what you did there's a few things you can do for post throw when you're all done throwing that ap generator again upload your agent stats so do you have a record of, of how well you did? Um, keep quiet. You know, don't put stuff out on comms or maybe an instant messengers and XFAG, things like that, if you're going to rethrow. So if you're going to rethrow, uh, you, you got some choices you can make. You can DK, flip, or cover. Um, if you flip the destination anchor, it allows you to rethrow a lot of the fields again. You know, if you flip it, you just wait. You got an hour before you can flip it back, or you can flip it, kill it, rebuild it, and rethrow. That's much quicker. Um, you know, 
flip and offer the rethrow to another agent, especially if you have an agent that is just getting started. It's a good way to welcome them to your faction, uh, train them a little bit on how to throw things, how to run an op, and building up their stats. You can leave the fields to decay. Um, that will leave some AP for the opposing faction agents to come and kill it off. Uh, or you can just layer over the fan field. Now, that's not always real popular, but there's a couple of reasons why you might do that. So it's possible that uh, you use the anchors far away from you to fan field and create a larger field over the top of it. You probably don't want to use you know the ones that are nearby because those would be easy to see, easy to, to kill off. But why you would do that is it kind of will hide it on the map. So if you have a lot of fields that are under another field or a couple of fields, it doesn't jump out on the map that it's there. That's not going to stop the opposing agents from killing it or wrecking what's in that AP generator. Um, or it's not going to decrease the amount of AP or AP that they're going to get for you know, tearing it up and killing it. It's just going to make it harder for them to see it on the map. Um, it also prevents you and other friendly agents from flipping and rethrowing. So you can go to that larger field and take it down and then come back in and rethrow. It's a good way to kind of hold the field so that you can come back later, take down that outer field, and rethrow the whole thing. Um, flip the destination anchor portal when it's covered by a field. You could do that anytime that you flip a portal and it's not under a field, you want to make sure that you knock off at least one resonator because you don't want an opposing agent linking into that particular portal. So if you take one off, that makes it so that they can't use it. And when it's all said and done, keep your plan. Yeah, you can use it more than once. Uh, you know, Double AP may come around again so that you can use it, and you can offer it to other agents and say, hey, Here's an AP generator. I had really good luck with it. Why don't you use it? So there you have it. AP generators, a lot of specific generalities, a couple of specifics. It really depends on where you're at and the best way to build it. And I'm hoping you get out in the field and build an AP generator. And see you later. Bye. You want to keep Prime Tips coming your way? Then consider becoming a Prime Tips supporter. For as little as a buck a month, you can support Prime Tips as we give you new ways to enjoy Ingress and your Ingress Prime Scanner. So throw us a buck or two. We can use it for important things like gas, food, frackers, and most importantly, creating Prime Tips, podcasts, and videos. That's right, I said videos. Every Prime Tip audio podcast has a Prime Tips video to go with it because, you know, sometimes it's just easier to see something done instead of hearing how something's done. So, become a Prime Tips supporter. Visit bit.ly slash Prime Tips support. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash capital P-R-I-M-E capital T-I-P-S capital S-U-P-P-O-R-T. And to watch our videos, go to bit.ly slash Prime Tips Video. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash capital P-R-I-M-E capital T-I-P-S capital V-I-D-E-O. Check the show notes for these and other Prime Tips links. Thanks.